Yo, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of Performance Talk, the first episode of 2024 with my fam, with my queen, with my girl, Tanya from the Apex Takeover Podcast. What's going on? Hello, everybody. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. And I am so honored to be a guest, first guest of 2024. Facts. What an amazing year it's going to be, you guys. Facts, facts it is. You know, we, we had done some work last season. I don't see no reason why we're not supposed to start the season off right with people that are, one, loyal, people that have character, integrity, and people that, that fuck with me when I fuck with them. You know what I'm saying? You know, you can you can try to mess with a lot of people and don't get the same energy back, but you always giving that same energy, uh, as well as Denny, you know what I'm saying? They know, so I really do appreciate it, you know what I'm saying? So that's big, big props to you for that. Listen, big props. as long as we're not going up hills, Oh yeah, 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 y'all. Let me let me tell you. I set I set her up on the okie doke. We, you know, I'm I'm militant as hell. So we we at Coda, and you know, we like she like, hey, let's just walk there. You know, we trying to enjoy the track, enjoy everything. We trying to go pick up my cousin so we can go go to the tops place. So we get up this hill. I'm telling you, we having a beautiful conversation about everything, life, Formula One, and shit just stops. I'm talking about she just stops talking. In her mind, she's thinking, I don't know why the hell he talking to me. We walking up this goddamn hill. <laughs> like, there's oh, no energy for talking. <laughs> I will answer that when we get to the top. See, right. I'm not used to the whole left, right, left, right. Let's go, soldier. No, I'm not used to all that. I was up there casually walking. And then I was like, yo, my asthma started to kick in. And then it's humid. It's hot as I don't know what. I'm like, Facts. Talking and talking and talking and talking. But she did ask if I was okay, though. So <laughs> yeah. you are, Facts. You Facts. Man, she was all right. Got, got some water, you know, try to make sure she didn't pass out out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we, we had an we awesome time. It was an awesome experience. Definitely, we're, we're looking, you know, especially as content creators in the Formula One space, in the F1 Eco Center, as far as content creators that look like us, very minimal. We're looking to elevate this season as we are every other season. Absolutely. So what Absolutely. way to pop off and pop off like this? So let's let's talk about some of these teams briefly. We don't have to we, – we're not a techie, techie type, all that other stuff. There's other places for that. We keep it real. We're going to say how we feel, and we don't care about how you're going to deal with it. Either you're going to mess with us or you're not. Let's talk <laughs> about these teams going into 2024. Some brief expectations of what you may be looking for, what I may be looking for. What do you want to start from, the bottom or the top? I want to I want to start with hip-hop. I want to start with Drake. Oh, okay. So, so then I'm gonna have to cross. So right now we are starting at number nine. Alfa Romeo stake kick finished nine twenty twenty three with only sixteen points. And then how how convenient is that for sixteen bars? Drake stole many of those before from people and stole raps. So what do you want to start with? What do you? How do you feel about this whole um, sober kick stake F one situation with them in the Drake? How do you feel about it? Okay, so I just want to start by saying hip hop rules the world, okay? Because I want Facts. you to hear it here. I want you to hear it first. And Facts. I feel like the introduction of Drake actually doing the introduction. Okay, these glasses are going to work. All right, so the, Drake doing the introduction to the new stake team. Um, I feel like they are trying to garner that greater demographic. And then I'm going to talk about the more gossipy things. All right, okay. we all know the stats. We all know the stats. We all know what's going on. But then also, um, Wan Yu Joe. Mm. Joe Wan Yu. Mm-hmm. How he plaited his hair and people went ballistic. They went crazy. And I'm right. like, how in the heck, in this day and age, 2023, we are not embracing 
everything that we are, Wolfpack, right. we are diversity, we are inclusion, and they're not embracing that still. There's still this big disconnect. They're comparing him to Lewis Hamilton. They're saying that he was approaching upon right. different cultures, like the black culture. It's like, really? Well, black people, we have Wu-Tang Clan. Who cares? Who cares? You know? And then, so, with that being said, all right, so with that being said, um, I feel like it's it's their car. I mean, they tried, at the end of the day, they all try to do the best of what they have, Okay. Okay. If it doesn't work, if it is a bad car, it just is. I mean, True. Valtteri Bottas, you know, we've all seen his cheeks. Right. Cheeks you know, he's trying seat. to sell that ass out there. He really selling you ass, know? hustling flow. <laughs> <laughs> Terrence Howard out there pipping Valtteri Bottas out here in these Formula One streets. <laughs> she got to do what she got to do, okay? But, I mean, because his butt does look good, though. I mean, I'm just saying it's very muscular. Very muscular. <laughs> the cheeks like, in the river got Tanya going crazy. Man. I won't want to get that man an injection in his hiney because BBLs. No, no BBL for no BBL for. Hey, I'm gonna tell no. you what else he got. Bevo Lottie got more head than he got body. We go. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's go. But as far as the team, as far as the team, I only can wish him the best in 2023. Okay. There are so many people that gave Boss a hard time when he was with Mercedes and he yeah. was with Lewis. I just want to see him perform better because he is a clean driver. They both okay. are clean drivers. They're both in their own right, as competitive as they possibly can be in that in that uh, car. So. And I right. Okay, I, I I'll give my little take on it, and then I'll pick the next team. I think this. First of all, what you said coming into this is real, and it's and it's an iceberg of a topic. It's deeper than people realize. She said that hip hop rules the world, and that is in a small frame where she put it because it's actually bigger than that. And it's no, it's no lie to what she's talking about. And not only the world is impactful to the black communities. And I would also like to say it's very tragic and disappointing to know how much of that hip hop that is created from the black community are actually owned by those in the black community. All right. That's just a real situation. It is also a shame that many artists by way of their, agents and are their record labels are pushed and promoted to rap about things that are detrimental to the black community. And this is what I find most egregious. And I'm going to throw formula one in there since they've stepped in there by using Drake and trying to use his likeness. It is, it is often funny that it's okay to use the likeness to grab our, our people, our demographic and try to get the dollars. But when are you going to really start including us in the real processes and the events and the creation going forward as far as that's concerned. That's what I would like to know. You left out Michael B. Jordan when he came in with the, with the partial owner, with McPhee and Reynolds. You left him out like there was very little talk about him being part of that. When, when in fact, he probably was one of two black owners of all in Formula One history. You left that out. You, you brought in Tyreek, used up that likeness. Uh, Alpine's bringing in Patrick Mahomes and Anthony Joshua. So it's cool. All right, that's great. But when are we going to start seeing people actually involved in the inner workings? And I'm not just talking about the content creation. I'm talking about engineering departments. I'm talking about all the jobs that are available in Formula One for the fact that why Lewis Hamilton has to have the commission because there is such a lack of promotion and recruitment of people of color in these positions that's a problem so that's all i'm gonna say right there because i can go on with that and i'm you know i get hype on that but i'm not trying to be negative i'm just speaking facts and truth so if you're going to use drake 
fine. That's great. But let's see what you're going to do beyond that. That's what, that's what I would like to see. So the next team I'll pick is I'll pick, since you went with Alfa Romeo, and they're ninth, 16 points. I'm going to go with, mm, let's go with McLaren. Let's go with McLaren. I okay. think this season for McLaren, I'll go first. I'll let you go next. I, I think this time for McLaren, this season, they're coming in. You know what I'm saying? They coming in. They got their wind tunnel. They got their seam. Uh, they left on a good foot. They by far won probably one of the best child custody suits ever in history in motorsports with Oscar Piastri stealing. Well, actually, Alpine dropped the ball. They abused him. He left. Uh, McLaren bought him in. Then they went to child custody court. They won there. And Oscar Piastri proved to everybody that it was all worth it. Because that was a very big situation. That was a very big commotion going on. This guy's never even been in Formula One. Why is there all this fuss? There's no way he should be able to dictate what he's going to do as an athlete. And he proved everybody and proved that McLaren was right for doing what they did. And he was right for choosing what he wanted to do with his career, which was be one of the best rookies in McLaren's lineage. So I think McLaren should come back. Uh, they should come back strong. They stumbled for the last two seasons. New regs, new eras happened. Uh, they got off to a good foot on this last part. Oscar won a sprint, got a couple of podiums. Lando looking good. Still don't have that race win yet. Still looking for that. And uh, also, Lando, you, you got to stop being a, a Max Verstappen doorman if you're going to be a champion one day and you're going to try to get this race win. You got to go ahead and put them elbows out. How do you feel, Mel? I feel like I love that they held steady and they fought for Oscar Piastri and it served them right. I do like the the rise of McLaren the last couple mm -hmm. seasons that they have they have been in Formula One they have started off stumbling you're like oh my gosh is McLaren gonna be another Mercedes even though you know they got Mercedes. right 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 but you're like are they gonna be another Mercedes but then race after race I love to see them improve as far as Lando Norris I think that he's matured as a driver okay I think that he's matured the most over like the past he's been in Formula One what five years now yeah Five, five seasons. Years. Yeah, I think it's right. <clears throat> and just to see his his growth as a person uh, has been something really great to see. I want to see what's going to happen next year because is he going to, I'm not going to say be the doorman for Max Verstappen, even though it kind of appears that way. It don't look like it. <laughs> but I know it does appear that way. But is he going to be slap boxing with Oscar Piastri? Because now mm. it's time. It's time for the slap boxing to commence. That's true. That's true. It's time for the big bro, little bro slap boxing thing it to go is. on. Because now Oscar got some experience under his belt. By the way, I don't want to. Hey, McLaren finished fourth, 302 points. Congratulations. Yes, that is a huge congratulations. It is. So what, what's your what's your next team you want to talk about? Oh, my goodness. My next team. My next team. Who I want to talk about? Who I want to talk about? I want to talk about Alexander Arbon. I want to talk about Williams. Okay. Let's go. So seventh in the championship team. standing, 28 points. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Day seventh. Oh, seventh and 28 points. Seventh in the championship, 28 points. Seventh in the championship and 28 points. Let's go, go. Williams. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm telling you, James, Mr. Bob. Listen, Mr. Bob. I think that he's so handsome. <laughs> he's studious. He's studious, right? Like I don't know, he got like you know he hangs with total little, so like total little swag like a little bit some square <laughs> some distinguished some nerd type you know he got it going you know it's a different it's different yeah I got to listen to the interview that he did and he was explaining about all of the processes that were so 
ancient in Williams mm, and how he had to bring all that up to par, even being able to track the parts to the cars and Crazy. how he had to really go into Williams and focus on the very minuscule things that are like a top tier team like Rebel or, or Mercedes would have to face, how he had to go in there and he had to rearrange the way that Williams worked. And as you can right. see, oh, it paid off heavily in dividends because Alexander Arbon, I've always had an admiration for him. He's gone through so much in his yes. career, even before he came into Formula One. He is a family man. He's funny. Yeah. He's a he's a pretty good golfer. I did get to see I him heard. in Las Vegas at the next at the Netflix uh, golf tournament, which was really okay. cool. But he has gone from team to team. Has driven a lot of those cars up and down the grid, and what he was able to pull off in the Williams. I know he brought the team together this year and I know that Sir Frank Williams will be very proud of them actually deciding to, to give the team over to the, the American company. Uh, Dalton Capital. It's who? Dalton Capital. Yes. It's American team. It's American. It, it is an American uh, financial co company. investment company. Yes. But giving, cause that's hard. You know, Williams, that's like your name that you're giving, that you're giving up. And he, he did, well, his family, him and his family decided to do that. And um, wow, seventh place for them. I only hope that the improvements that they have put in place this year continue on and that you, we can see the improvements in the cars as well as the team. I'm, I'm completely with that. I've, I've always told people through the seasons, my whole like mention about Williams is the team that has fallen from Hank from heaven and the angel that one day will return. I do feel that way. And when they do, I'm going to be lit. I'm going to be lit for Williams because of how they started. If people don't know, uh, you should inform yourself. Williams did not start off like Ferrari and some of these bigger companies. They were really like a large uh, backyard, homegrown type team. Frank Williams definitely went through ups and downs with that team to the point where he even had to sell the team, got fired from the team that he sold as an acting, had to use that money, come back, get into a, a factory and make calls from phone booths and do everything else and get shitted on by Enzo, you know, verbally in public because they felt that they were beneath them. And with that, he built a championship winning constructors team and several drivers that have gone through Williams as champions. So, People that may be just coming into Formula One, welcome. Thank you for coming. Some people going to throw you shade. Don't let them. Everybody enters the sport at a different time. But that is something small. That is something small that I'm telling you that's very big about Williams. So when you see them now, don't think that Williams have always been this way. They haven't always been this way. And I think 2023 was a season almost similar to where it's raining, it's thunderstorming, and then the rain lightens up, and you get this peak of sun ray that just comes through yeah. the clouds and lets you know that there is a ray of hope on the horizon. And that's what we saw 2023, and major credit, as Tanya said, to Alex Albon for that. Because if they had two Logan Sargents in their damn car, the most recent American driver on the grid, they wouldn't know they had a good car. They think they had a shit car and a decent driver, but it is actually the other way. They got a questionable driver and a very solid car, and Alex Albon showed them that by his performance, his pace, and his his continuity with the car. So big shout-out to Alex. Big shout-out to Williams. Big shout-out to James Viles because I will say this. In, a, in, an, in an environment where right now the rookie market is so skewed because of Oscar, because of the appearance of Liam Lawson after Danny Rick went out, people and teams are like, I want to win 
now or I want performance now from a rookie that has never had experience in most of these Formula One tracks. And that's unfair. Okay, it's unfair. So I'm not against Logan Sargent being given a second chance. But I will say this, this second chance should be it because what you did last season was topple the cost cap by over $4 million. Logan, you're not a sergeant. And, and, and the name Captain America needs to stop. You need to earn titles who like that. Wait a minute, who calls him Yo, Captain America? They, like they calling this dude Captain America. I like, you didn't see you didn't it. see what Williams I, did the post that was all kind of listen, listen, no. he's not Captain America. I'd not rather that. call Valtteri Bottas Captain America with that booty, okay? Yeah. <laughs> booty, <laughs> booty, 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 booty everywhere. That's what Tony's okay. on booty booty. <laughs> But I didn't really say that. And you see, you notice, like, when we were you were talking about Williams and I spoke about Williams, I really didn't say too much about Logan Sargent. It's like, mm, okay. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm putting it I out mean, there. We American. He the latest American driving degree. He going to get some smoke if he ain't dealing it up. And he wasn't dealing it up at all. At all. Yeah. And you know it's what? Like they were like, dang, you just give him a hard time. He's a rookie. I'm like, he's a rookie American that needs to deliver. Deliver. But, Speaking about Williams too, we also we also have to go back and realize that Sir Frank Williams he got a lot of flag about what happened to Senna too. Facts. That was really really big, and for him to come back from that, and also like all of the aerodynamic, uh, um, aerodynamic the mechanics that they mm -hmm. put into those cars that they're yeah they, they were leading edge. In Formula One, were active doing suspension, active suspension, exactly. It up. And, you know, so they were pretty much on the forefront and they took a lot of chances. So, they you know, did. a big, big, huge shout out to Williams. Definitely a huge shout around out. for a very, very long time that they don't go anywhere. All right. All right. So you pick Williams. That was a good one. I'll tell you who I'm going to go with now. You went with a seven team. I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and hit Ferrari. 406 points, third in the championship. Charles Leclerc, Carlos somewhat having a number one driver battle dispute towards the end of 2023. Carlos proving to be the more aggressive and you know what i know what i want to do type driver calling his own oh, shots and his shots did work charles out there pushing the limits of a car that don't have the limits he want to push and just keep wrecking the cars off track doing what charles do but showing that he's fast when he does it it's not how well you drive it's how fast you drive well and you wreck the car charles showed us that but congratulations uh these drivers not too far from each other in the championship standing so i tell you what you also had some awesome experiences that ferrari was incorporated in and you work with some people that work with Ferrari and you wore Ferrari March on March on here before. So I tell you what, I'm going to throw it to you, even though I pick team ladies first on this, because you, you got rights on that. Tell me what you were expecting from Ferrari this coming up 2024 season. So, all right. First of all, it, it's um, Carlos Sainz and Charles, Charles Leclerc Ferrari. Okay. okay. <laughs> Cause okay. I really feel like Carlos Sainz is the future of Ferrari. He Ooh, is. Like he has proven that time after time after time after time. One thing that I like about Carlito is that how much time Carlito, okay, it's Carlito. <laughs> One thing that I like about Carlito is how much time he actually spent with the engineers trying to mm. learn the car when he first came into the team. As you can see, that paid off significantly how well he was able to race and how he became one with the Ferrari, and he wasn't smashing and, and crashing it up. And then also, too, he was out there dogfighting. Mm, he really was. He was. It didn't matter if he was if it was against Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, if he was in the front, or sometimes even Charles, and Charles came on the radio, and he would nick it. He mm -hmm. hated it. Hated it. But Carlito said, no way, man. Get to the back. He pulled a J Balvin. No. <laughs> <laughs> So that was 
I think that um, he was underestimated this year. Well, last year in 2022, he was yeah. underestimated. I really feel like hopefully he can. Well, this year, I think he was on the value. But a lot of it depends on the um, that car. Yeah, true. That, oh, my God. Now, they're saying they're changing like over 90% of the components on the new car that's coming up. That's what they're saying. That's what I heard. They're changing better? close to 90% of the components that were on the SF2023 this coming up season. But, but what fact, is that like in a good way or a bad way? Exactly. That's the point I was going to make. That is exactly, <laughs> you like, with me. Switching out the parts that need to be switched out or the parts that need to be staying the whole Ex time. Exactly. <laughs> true. True. And that is the point I was going to make. That is very true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But the movie was good. Did you go see the movie? We talking about Ferrari verse, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, Ferrari, was it Ferrari verse Ford? Or are you talking about no, 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 no. the, the Ferrari one? movie? No, I didn't. You didn't mm -mm. go see it. I mean, no. it was pretty mm -mm. good. It, it had, you know, Adam Driver played Enzo Ferrari, Penelope yeah. Cruz played Laura Ferrari. It was, you know, yeah. It disappointed. Well, I could tell you the Lamborghini movie disappointed me. So I was like, I'm not going to waste no money. Yeah. You didn't see the Lamborghini movie came out. Yeah. Lamborghini came out where they were basically, that's what they were going. It was Lamborghini. Uh, versus Ferrari when they were when dude started the Lamborghini from the tractor because Lamborghini started as a tractor and he went on he wanted to develop a car and so he developed a car and he was trying to rival them and Ferrari to make a supercar and that whole thing and I saw that movie and I expected more from it and I was like damn but Ford versus Ferrari was a very good movie so I thought the Lamborghini movie would be good and then it wasn't so I was like uh, I'll wait for Ferrari come on to to be Hulu something I, so I wasn't gonna go pay for that yeah you'll like so the, the love story, of course, and then like, you know, the whole thing about the Ferrari brothers, um, you know, that whole thing took precedence in the movie. But okay. what you will like is the actual racing part. Okay. It reminds you of Ford versus Ferrari. But then also in the in the movie theater, hearing, they did a really good <clears throat> job, you being able to be implanted on the track and hearing Ooh, the car. Like okay. you, they did a really good job with that. I thought Ford, Ford versus Ferrari did really good with that, but no. Ferrari did really good with you okay. and making sure the audience really heard those cars switching gears and like going around that track at breakneck speed. Like they did a really good job with that. Um, okay. And then what else? Now, I'm, you need to send me a link to that Lamborghini movie because I want to see it. I will because I um, think that is on. I think uh, it is on Netflix or Hulu now. What was your What was your thoughts on Gran Turismo? Hate to get off. Oh, I tell Gran you Turismo. what, like a hey, Gran Turismo was a movie that I was skeptical about going into it because there has not been a very good car movie in that type of genre since the maybe, you know, first Fast and the Furious, uh, under, what was it, the Need for Speed was decent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything else in between has been garbage, especially a Fast and the Furious product. It's been garbage as shit. So I was very questionable about this movie, but I can tell you all, if you haven't seen it, they did a good job with it. They did a good job with the storyline somewhat as it is. And there is something that is very familiar in this movie that is in real life was depicted in that movie and still exists. And that is a small amount in that movie was put in there that it seems like people still think black people don't belong in racing. It still seems like it still seems like people believe that black people can't drive. It still right. seems like that. It's a oh shit that he, that's a black guy <laughs> yeah there's it still seems like there's a bit of this unequal feeling that if somebody of color steps on the track especially a black man whether it be birth from the UK Africa America wherever it is that what is he doing here 
Yeah. He can't. He can't be a good driver. It can't happen. And it was a phenomenal story. And I think even more so with somebody coming from the esports lane, which we race here, Wolfpack Effort Grudge Racing Racing Series, giving away fifteen hundred dollars worth of merch Shout coming out. up. Shout out for that. It was <laughs> awesome to see that he translated his skills from the sim to the actual track and made something happen and went through a traumatic experience. So I actually liked the movie. To answer your question, I, I thought the movie was awesome and I gave it I gave it high praise. So one thing, another common thing, theme on a movie like that is opportunity. Mm. When you're given the opportunity to be able to be in spaces like that, to prove, prove your worth and where you, that yes, you belong in that space. Right. I think that a lot of people of color, that's where they struggle in motorsport, but then just also other aspects in life. You can have a resume, you can be the fastest sim driver, you can have like all this experience, but if you are not given the opportunity, it's like, you know, no one will ever know your full potential and what you do. True. Or what you can do in the world. So I think that that's why it's important. Uh, organizations like More Than Equal and um, the F1 Academy, because they make sure that they're going to be providing all these opportunities to all women of color. Right. Facts. I'm with that. Okay, so Ferrari, third, 406 points. Who do you pick next? I picked Ferrari. Who do you got? Oh, you picked, you picked Ferrari? Yes. Okay. I uh, picked Ferrari, but I let you have it because it it's like you're more your thing. You know, you're more the Ferrari fan here. You've been, I ain't really had well, dealings I mean, with Ferrari. Come on. You got, you got June Ambrose. Well, she has, Thank you. She's no Big shout out to June. Of Puma. But she was, and she's the one who came out with the Scuderia Ferrari line for women. Facts. Um, and then I got to drive a Ferrari 488 Evo while That's I was in Las Vegas. Look. That's what I'm saying. Favorite. Pop, she ain't even pop tags yet. That's how many tags yeah, she got to pop because she didn't have time to pop those tags. The, the presses, okay? There you go. Fresh <laughs> off. But I got to drive a Ferrari while I was in um, when I was in Las Vegas around the Speed Vegas track. So if you guys are in Las Vegas, please go to Speed Vegas. They have a whole plethora of cars. Trust me, you will be satisfied. You'll be able to pick one, two, or probably even three. Um, and I did. I had an um, instructor go with me. And we had such it was it was an awesome experience. I think it did it like seven. And I think we talked about hopefully maybe coming up in the future that if we're at the same track again for Formula One season that we would hop in cars and see who would lay down the best lap. And if we yeah. do do that, people, I'm, I will have two GoPros, one for her, one for me, and whoever else may join if they're there. Uh, and we're going to do that, and I'm going to put it out on content and let y'all see how content Let's creators go. drive with yeah, insured vehicles that we ain't got to pay for once we leave. <laughs> so. That's right. <laughs> That's the main thing, right? Right. So oh, yes. who you want next? Um, so who do I want to go up You still next? got Aston, um, you got Alpine, you got Alphatar, you got Haas, you got Mercedes, you got Red Bull. Let's, let's go to the Frenchmen. Okay. All right. Let's go to Alpine then. Let's yeah, go. Alpine let's number six in the championship standings, 120 points. More investment money than they know what to do with it. And can they do something good with it? Travis, Michael B., Reynolds, Anthony Joshua, Trent, Juan, Rob, hell. God damn, you got Friday, enough money. What Friday, can you do? New edition came out here. Tanya, <laughs> can they really make this money work for them? And I will even ask you something else. Do you trust Alpine to really progress in 2024 based on what you saw last season? Who? Where were they in the standings again? They are number six, 120 six. points. So Alpine Renault. Right in front of Williams. They were. Okay. 
So, all right. So let me just start off like this, right? So me and Esteban Ocon, I always got beef with Esteban Ocon because yeah. I think that he is a shit starter. I he, think that he starts he shit with so many people. Yeah. Like low-key does. Like he's the type of person that will walk to you, slap you, and then when you slap him back, you're like, why'd you do that? Why you do that shit? <laughs> why you do that, dog? <laughs> And I was, it was really, I was really thinking like, oh my gosh, how are him and Pierre Gasly going to get along? Like, what is that dynamic going to be like? Kind of like yeah. Kevin Magnuson and Nico Hulkenberg. But it mm. seems like everybody has grown up and had a kumbaya moment. Does it? Does it though? I mean, it. It know, seemed like some very good plex. Still started shit though. He yeah. still started shit in 2023, but it wasn't as bad as previous years. Like you know, it wasn't bad as the cut corner carton situation, of course. But yeah, <laughs> we're not hit. You know him with Fran, Fernando Alonso, and then you oh, got okay. him. You know, Max Verstappen about to slap box him. When yeah, away, yeah. Remember that. That was but, assault on Max. I'm gonna put that out there. Max assaulted <laughs> Ocon in the in the garage, y'all. Why are you? Pushing yeah, you know Ocon was like. <laughs> laughing like what you doing <laughs> that was hilarious i'm telling you you guys ever want to get a laugh you guys gotta use watch that, that shit <laughs> it was hilarious but i was very surprised to see how well the frenchmen did get along mm -hmm. they came together for the commonality of their country and also the team the alpine team i wish that they would have scored better though mm. um pierre gasly he has shown over the years flashes of promise okay i don't care Monza was my favorite favorite race, yeah. okay, when he had podium in Monza. But was it totally their driving skills or was it their car too? Like, and that's another thing that's, about 2023. I really feel like a lot of it, how much of it really was the drivers? Because they seem like to this year, they were scrapping for everything that they could scrap for. I'll give you that. <clears throat> I mean, like most of them. I don't know about Logan Sargent. Yeah, I mean, he was you know. scrapping. That's how you think they got the rest of that money. They had to scrap all the cars he wrecked and get some of that money out of it. Took this shit to scrap y'all. Like, we exactly. we getting this recycle money out here with Logan. He did it in another way. He did it in another <laughs> way. But, I mean, when you were looking at racing, like, no one was really driving, like, really lackadaisical. They were on it. They were on like, it. really fighting for, like, if it was fifth place, if it was fourth place, if it was second place or first. Like, they, they really Oof. were going there's one driver I can't give that, but I'll wait till we get there. I'll make a like, note I so I can talk Logan. about it. Logan, there's somebody else other than Logan? Yeah, there's somebody else out there that I feel like completely underperformed based on what we saw from their teammates. So I will write that down. And then you okay. make sure you save some sips because you're going to need to sip on that one. I'm going to write and it down. And you guys, I'm, drink, I'm drinking carbonated water, okay? All right. I have sworn off all soda. I do not drink soda at all. So now I'm, I'm with you. Water. Okay, I see you on the healthy kick for 2024. I'm with that shit. Fine. All right. So that's so that's how you feel about Alpine. Uh, yeah. Wait, okay. hold on. Did they? Okay. Did they lose the team principal? Uh, yeah. He got his ass fired. Look, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going this straight off the dome. Got right? booted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he lost one. All right. He said booted and booted. Okay. For real. <laughs> right up out of there. Like, what else was significant about Alpine? Yeah, that was that was some oh, firing going on at Alpine. Exactly. I'll let you take it away from me. Shit. Uh, so like, yeah, like Tanya last mentioned, there was some fire in the Alpine French kitchen. Uh, big shout out to Ratatouille uh, for all that Zephyrin that they put into the good cooking. But I will also say this: I've said it before. 
gas lease ceiling is appeared, it is here and it is installed. And I do not see Gasly doing any better than what we've seen. I think he, I think he's reached his potential at this point in time. I in will. <clears throat> I think he reached his potential. I don't think Gasly's going to go any further than he. I don't think we see any more from Gasly than we've seen. Like you said, he shows like blitz of promise, but they unkept promises. Okay, we thought when he came to Alpine, people there were people out there were like, oh, my gosh, this is going to change the life of Alpine. I don't believe it did. I think still Ocon, Esti Bestie is the most dominant and and better driver in Alpine. And I'm going to give Ocon this props, too. I ain't never seen a back marker fight like Ocon to fight you. And he fought Max Verstappen. That's why Max Verstappen went and pushed him. That's why he mad. Ocon will get his elbows out against any and everybody, and it is fair. It doesn't matter if it's Lewis Hamilton. It don't matter if it's Alonzo. It don't matter if it's Kevin Magnuson. It don't matter where the hell you all on track. He don't want to be passed, and I'm with all that. I'm with the smoke that Ocon want to do it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I ever get a chance to interview Ocon, it's going to be an epic interview, I'm trying to tell you right now. But Alpine just needs to show us Everything that you did show us, are you going to have action with it? And is it going to be upgrades and progress? You got you blasted and bragged about all this money you got in, all this likeness you bought in. You got these, you completely got a French team. People overlooked you because Audi's coming out in 2026 and everybody's like, oh, they're gonna have German PU, German uh manufacturer, German drivers. Well, Alpine already did that. Alpine is a French team, French drivers, French power unit in Renault. So they've already done that. But what they haven't done is make people say, damn, that that is something. They haven't done that. Right now, what they've done is put two cars on a tow truck, courtesy of Gasly, in Australia. That's what they did do, all right? What they have done is have a bunch of, of disputes on radio about who's going to get team orders, and then in press conferences talk about what we talked about and is done with. That's what they did do. What, they, what we also did see them do is a little photo op in a video so people can feel like it's okay, but is it really okay? Is it really okay? Because I haven't really seen some of the camaraderie between these two like we see even with Russell and Hamilton, even though we felt there was some beef there at times in the season. Like we, I don't, I haven't seen that. I haven't they seen that. Never, but Pierre Gasly and let's be clear here, Pierre Gasly and, and Esteban, they were never like friends though. They were at one oh, point in time. They slept they together, had, had sleepovers. They had, he said in the they PJs. They roasted s'mores and marshmallows together, Tanya. And it was all That's good. Their parents made them. But yeah, no, 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 they no. were car shopping the together. Of, the type of camaraderie that um okay okay well nobody's really had it with max verstappen let's just be clear <laughs> yeah that. that's a fact that okay. well you but know devries said he did Sonoda, but we'll see but pierre and yuki sonoda we, i mean we all saw that blossom and bloom oh, yep. on, on drive to survive true and how he did give yuki sonoda like look i'm passing the torch to you you need to um get in there and whatever driver that they bring in true. in my place you need to make sure that you show them the ropes but in that case you know that really didn't happen because of who it was but right. still should have happened um <clears throat> but no i no i think that they all they had beef for a minute yeah they, they, they still got beef like okay i mean that's it fair. wasn't like a kevin magnuson <laughs> suck my bees situation <laughs> <laughs> but they but they haven't been like best of friends like for a minute. True. I'm with it. I'm with that. So you're right about that. So who? So did you pick? You pick uh, Alpine. Yeah, you picked the Frenchman. So I'm gonna pick the next team. I'm gonna pick the next team, and you know where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go close to home. I'm gonna go to the saboteurs. I'm gonna go to the espionage double agents of agents. I'm gonna go to Haas. Okay. 
the most un-American American Formula One team out here. The team who doesn't want an 11 team on the grid, but was the 11 team on the grid at one time when the Mercedes Manor was there. The team that feels like we don't want to let you in the door because what are you going what are you going to do for us when they ain't did shit for anybody? Haas has not brought anything to Formula One that you can say has been pivotal or monumental. Their likeness, their ability, besides breaking sanction laws, so-called. We're just going to leave it there. But I'm just saying, what has Haas done in Formula One? Nothing besides show us that, you know what? Maybe they don't need all them seats on the pit wall. It can be smaller. That's what they've shown us. And as much as their pit wall is small, is as much as they added to Formula One. And I'm just waiting to see, when are they going to ingratiate themselves in America so that America really knows they got a Formula One team out there? Because there are a lot of people that don't even know they got a Formula One team in Formula One. I have asked. There are people that don't know Haas even though I think it's just a P.O. box in North Carolina, so they can claim they're an American team. There are plenty of people that don't know that there's an American team in Formula One, and they should. Haas should be a team that is completely trying to grab the American market. And one team that's doing it better than Haas is McLaren. McLaren is yeah. working hard at become America's Formula One team by a long shot. Mercedes lightweight kind of already is because of everything they've done and Lewis Hamilton and the ops and the car and they've done that. But Haas That's has not done that. And by the way, Haas finished 10th with 12 down points. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we saw from Haas. What, I, don't, I don't have any large expectations from Haas. I didn't see any updates from Haas that really turned into upgrades. Matter of fact, it was so abysmal. They just said, you know what? K, K-Dog, Hope, what do y'all want? Y'all want, want a BMW to drive? We'll, we'll buy you. We'll go rent you no, a car. No, want your lady eat. <laughs> looking like a little baby in the car eating Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you expect from the deadweight team of Haas? Oh, my gosh. Oh, by the I way, they suck know. when it comes to keeping major sponsors. They change sponsors like... Man, like MoneyGram. They have MoneyGram. Rich Energy Drinks. Yeah. Uh, Eurocali, which, you know, don't be fooled. The red, white, and blue wasn't American. That was Russian colors, by the way, just saying. Just putting it out there. It was. It yeah. was. It so, was. yeah. They... The Mazda spend... Yeah, that that now was. they finna have who Alpha Romeo is Alpha Romeo. It's supposed to be Alpha Romeo Haas at one point in time is what it said in twenty twenty four. But we'll see if that actually, they? that's what it, they said. It's confirmed? That's what I've been waiting to see if it's confirmed. I haven't okay. seen that confirmed yet. So what do you I got, my lady? I apologize. I cut you off. What do you got? You did not cut me off. Um, because I, I think I threw out Chipotle. Cause, yeah, because you know. that's probably all you can think about. Good with Haas. No, like, because when I, no, when I went to and I, and I wonder if they still have it up. When I went to the Chipotle restaurant, they had. A, a picture. Mm -hmm. I think it was Kevin Magnuson mm. holding the Chipotle bag. I'm oh, like, do people cool. even know who that is? No. They're like, they don't. No, they just open the door and they just walk in and mm. get get and my bowl get and go. <laughs> and concurrently, they leave. <laughs> but um, I'm with you. I'm with you 100. Um, I feel like there is just so much more of an expectation of of Haas being an American team hmm. with us having three American races with that monstrosity of a building that they built here in this place, the representation of the United States has to grow in formula one. Hmm. What are they doing to facilitate that? Um, Chipotle, that's about it. Uh, and, um, yeah, I'm just wondering how Kevin Magnuson feels though. Like, because he had so much success when he left formula one, and then he comes back to formula one and then it's like, Bleh. yeah, you know, it's like, it is. Oh, I mean, it's like, is he just doing that, like, to get a check at this point? I ain't mad at um, But I don't know. I still think that they're going to be in the back of the field next year. I'm with you on that. 
I am with you on that. Oh, William. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you on that. All right, that's all we're going to say about Haas. It ain't much to say about who do you want next? What team you want next? We got uh, AlphaTauri, we got Aston Martin, we got Mercedes, and we got Red Bull. Who do you want? All right, so let's talk about Aston Martin. Oof. Let's talk about the good old There's my Fernando Alonso. it is. Hey, I don't like your character and some of the things you done said and did, but damn it, Alonso, you can drive your ass off, bro. Oh, my gosh. what The drives that he has had in 2023, mm-hmm. despite everybody speaking about him, oh, my goodness, he's going to Aston Martin. Strike. Oh, my True. goodness, he's in his 40. Strike, strike. True. You know, and every time he he proves who he is and his driving ability and his weight is gold. It just is. is. I mean, when you look at all the races in 2023, a lot of the more poignant moments in Formula One in that season was Fernando Alonso fighting with someone on the field. True. (laughs) Didn't like when he was with fighting Lewis Hamilton, but I mean, it was still something really, really good to watch. It was. It was. It was like 100%. Now, Lance Stroll, we all, I think we all have the same sentiments with Lance Stroll about his, the reason why he's in Formula One to begin with. We got Daddy Stroll, which I adopted that from another black content creator. She already knows who she is. Calling (laughs) Daddy Stroll. (laughs) Crazy. But but anyway, so Daddy Stroll owning the team. Um, Lance Stroll is just going to be there. Like everyone talks about like, oh, his dad owns the team. So you know, he shouldn't be there. He should, his dad should fire him. His dad is not going to fire him. He will sell the team first before he fires his son. But yes. what I do want to touch on is um, the recent, the recent uh, articles that have come out about this reporter that was taught, was calling Lance Stroll. I think, was he saying like he was autistic or something like that? Did you hear that? I didn't hear that, but you know where that was stemmed from? It was stemmed what? from Max Verstappen first doing that. Max Verstappen called uh, called Lance Stroll that on radio. He called him a mongrel, which basically equals to somebody who is slow or special needs in a in a very derogatory way. Max Verstappen did that on radio and Max put that energy out there. And it was in I don't think he ever apologized for it. But, yeah, that's what Max did with Lance Stroll, which was very disgusting and very disrespectful. Yes. And to me. But the mom who has a child with special needs, my son is on a spectrum of autism. I feel like if Lance Stroll is or has or he's special needs in whatever way, I feel like he is a hero in the sport because he's still in the sport and he's still capable of driving. So I will just off of that show my respect for Lance Stroll. But has he been the best driver for for, um, Aston Martin? No, (laughs) just it just hasn't been that way. But what do you get when you have, you know, Fernando Alonso next to you? That is hard. That is hard to defeat a world champion like that. Huge shout out to Fernando Alonso because he did sign Chloe Chambers to his management company, Mm. which is a woman of color in motorsports. She was in the W Series and she's an American. Big shout out for that. Big shout out for that. So long as something comes comes after that, you know what I'm saying? Like I gotta see some yeah. some fruition coming to that. So yeah, I will say this: Lance Stroll was the other driver I was talking about. Lance Stroll, we already gave you flowers. We're already talking okay. about other things. We talked about people disrespecting you. I was on board with you, bro. When you got disrespected by Max Verstappen, I didn't like that. I don't like uh, personally attacking drivers if I don't see anything bad personally about them. And Lance Stroll seems like a pretty cool dude. He got really frustrated in the season and pushed his trainer. 
or his physio, whoever that may have been, he put his hands on him, and that was not the best thing to do. He was frustrated. They they handled that in shop. But I'm going to say this. Lance Stroll, it's an indictment. You have been judged, weighed, and measured, okay? <laughs> this seat right now, if, if anybody said it beforehand, they might have been wrong. But right now, you are proving people right. You are proving that it is a nepo seat. You are proving that you in, in, indeed do not have the situations that Sergio Perez has over at Red Bull Racing. You have everything afforded to you. Your dad owns the team. So ain't nobody fucking with you, bro. You got a car. The AMR 23 wasn't a bust until later on in the season. And I really don't even think it was a bust then. I just think the team was stagnant. And everybody was progressing above Aston Martin. Bro, I'm talking to you, Lance. Alonso got eight podiums, bro, and you ain't got shit. You didn't get nothing. You didn't bring any groceries home. People are starving because of you at Aston Martin. He broke his wrist. Listen, he broke his wrist and he broke the hopes of Aston Martin to try to be third in the Constructors' Championship. That's what he did. And I'm going to tell you this, too. Listen, a Formula One car is not a car you're supposed to drive with one hand. I saw the onboards, bro. Your hand wasn't twi- t- quite right. You had to take the hand off the steering wheel. You compromised yourself. You compromised everybody else. But no harm, no foul. You did your thing. You was a warrior. But you wasn't warrior enough. And I'm going to say this. Just like I said about Albon, being on a different spectrum showing Williams that this car can and is capable of other things than Logan Sargent is doing. Alonzo showed you all the AMR 23 is a gym and I got eight podiums. What the <laughs> fuck is this guy doing? What is this guy doing? This your son. Yeah, this your son. This your son over here, bro. So you know what Alonzo did? Because of this situation and Alonzo by his business, Alonzo became an Alonzo that I don't think we ever saw. He came big brother Alonzo. Tell Lance he's not under attack. Take his time. I'm not going to pass him. Tell Lance as I'm watching TV going by way up ahead of the road. He's doing well. That's so awesome. Tell, listen. Yeah, I mean, what else can we give Lance? So you got a partner in Alonzo. Lewis Hamilton, damn sure they have him, was a far better driver. We ain't never seen that side of Alonzo till he got with you, Lance. You got the best Alonzo ever in his driving career. You got the best opportunity because your dad on the team. You got a car that was very capable of getting podiums and your ass didn't do it. So I'm saying this coming up season, hey, Felipe Drogovic, I'm campaigning for you, bro. Lance, you need to be reserve driver unless you show something different. I mean, you got enough chance. You ain't your goddamn rookie, back bro. Get back on the simulator. Get, get back on the simulator. Get back in the sim and Lawrence I'm indicting your ass too because you own the team your your Daddy, benefit yeah hell yeah Daddy, y- y'all call- bro, where are my pearls I'm clutching them clutch them clutch because I'm taking everybody's shit I'm coming in here crazy I'm, I'm walking up the oh Lawrence table God. like bro listen you right now are a negligent parent all right you sitting <laughs> up here you're sitting up here and you're leaving your entire team in the dirt because you want your son to be something that he can't be right now if you were a real good boss team management boss you would have said to yourself you know what Lance I love you and you're not losing your seat yet but every one practice we're gonna let Felipe get in that car so he's eligible to be put in for the race because god damn it son you're fucking up out here in these streets <laughs> you're making me look bad you're making me look bad did you just say take him out the car every hey once every practice you you coming out of there we got you oh my gosh uh, so, so that's what I got to say about Aston Martin. I think they're going to do good. And I will say people assuming or thinking that Lawrence was going to sell the team. I told y'all I didn't think so. I didn't think that somebody would invest as heavily as he has, would do and make the contracts for the power unit to go with Honda like he has. I didn't think that somebody like Lawrence who has made changes that showed that they are on an upward trajectory to spend 
all this money in new facilities would then go and say before he even reaps the benefits, I'm going to sell the team. That's hogwash. That wouldn't make no sense. That would even be more of an indictment on him than him leaving his son in the car. So Lawrence is here to stay until he's trying to win a championship and he's trying to win a constructive championship. He's not a driver championship. I don't want to say nothing like, about that. He's a businessman at the end of the day. There we he go. Wasn't he wasn't. I mean, gosh, this man owns Michael Kors for crying out loud. <clears> I mean, crazy mm. oh by the way fifth in the championship standing 280 points big shout out okay top five i ain't mad at it that's, that's, that's good points that's good money. oh that's good money that's good money now do something with it pay drugovich he's better than michael kors purse but it's still a good person you know what i'm saying he got some taste lawrence got he'd be up there like you know this my shit I, i'm Man, giving it to him but you got to do that's better that's why, that's why these women around here calling him daddy strong. i guess so i ain't calling you daddy goddamn show my mom be like my mom says she's like girl he look like he smell good <laughs> <laughs> lawrence got him out here like yeah, hey he was like look at him girl don't he look like he just look like he smell look, good hey i ain't gonna lie lawrence walk around like he money and he and i'm giving him the credit for that but i'm still saying man you 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 might have to make some hard decisions that you don't want to make or it will be an indictment. what do we say about lawrence two seasons from now if we consent continuously see lance underperform and cripple the team for fighting for a constructive championship and lawrence does nothing about it is that not an indictment it is an indictment, but at the same time, he's dad, though. Like, that's like, you know, taking your daughter out the cart. You want to take your daughter out the cart? This, you got the money. Yeah, the yeah, you go, yeah, you go, <laughs> yeah, I am. I, it's, don't go. It, yo, you don't it's three go. seasons. It's four seasons, and you killing us. I'm not saying but you can't come always, back, but you can't be here this time. always done that. He's always done that. Look at Williams. Mm -hmm. Remember when he was with Williams, mm -hmm. Claire was up there looking at that screen cross-eyed in Monaco. Like, what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. Like, what are we doing? That's a problem. And he was like, no, I, look, this is my my money, my bread, my son drives. That's true. I ain't saying that. I'm not saying that That's I don't the, realize I don't what he's doing. I'm just saying what he's doing ain't helping. No, it's not helping. It ain't helping. That's know, like we going, listen, we got new car season come up. I got, listen, baby did good. Last season was her first season. She got third in the championship standing points for her first season ever. She got Yay! awarded. Uh, best most improved driver of the season. She got a plaque for that. She got a third place trophy and she got many other trophies to go with it. So you know what I got a new chassis, purple coated, new graphics, custom all this. She gonna get that because she earned that. Now if we go out here 2024, you got all new update. We we gonna get out here testing and tuning. We gonna get you up to speed. And you you come in tenth. Well I'm gonna say God damn. Uh, either I gotta think about myself and think about what I didn't do, or I gotta think about you. So 2025. I'm going to do all the studying off season. I'm going to do everything. I'm about to spend more bread to make sure you straight. Now, 2025 come and I look at this sheet and be like, oh, damn. all right, well, maybe we start doing something else. Maybe we come here on the weekends and just chill together, but it ain't looking good. <laughs> Whatever you do, just don't start calling her Lance. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, hell no. Nah. Never that. Never that. It's going to be a daddy daughter talk. Like, hey, baby, hey, you want a cart race? We could cart race and, you know, do it elsewhere. But yeah, true. Oh, but, you know, you just got to keep real. But he ain't. So who you who do you you picked Aston Martin, correct? 
I, I see. I see what's going on here. So I'm gonna stay with. I'm gonna stay with the role. I see what we're doing. We saving some giants for last. So I'm gonna go with AlphaTauri, the RB19 okay. clone coming 2024. Uh, Sonoto Yuki. I was voting for my boy to get a million dollar contract because they were shitting on him, giving him that 750. While I seen worse drivers get a million. Yuki, the main driver, bringing groceries home to AlphaTauri and points. Big shout out to him. Y'all brought Danny Rick in. He broke his wrist three races in. Didn't do shit for y'all. Really finished as high as seventh. Congratulations. Congratulations on that. You bought Nick DeVries in, shitted on Yuki, said Nick DeVries was going to be the elder statesman and the number one driver. Y'all didn't even give Nick DeVries enough time to really develop. You shit him on a rookie deal, but Nick DeVries, you know, hey, I feel you. And then Liam Lawson comes in, it's like, voila, what, what's going to happen? Y'all say, Liam, you know, it's all good what you did, but we bringing Danny Ritt back. Alpha Tar, you're going to have an RB19 hand down. I'm looking to see what y'all going to do coming up, but I will say this. It is a conflict of interest for Red Bull Racing to have four cars, four drivers, and two teams on the grid, and there needs to be something done about that. What say you? I do say that I do feel, um, I echo those sentiments exactly. Um, I feel like Yuki sent, okay, well, let me just back up here. Huge shout out to the delivery in Las Vegas. Ooh, I think that's beautiful. Fire. Okay, that was sexy. Fire. That was so sexy. I want to start off with that. Um, and then huge shout out to Yuki Sonoda showing up from head to toe, from bucket hat to vest to pants, everything in the same. In the he wore the livery when they did the the um, livery reveal in Las Vegas. He literally wore it everywhere. I love his fashion sense. I love that he's very unapologetic. I'm so glad that he did listen to Pierre Gasly and did take a lot of pointers from him as far as training and being able to drive the car the way that he has because he's come a long way since his rookie season. He has. Um, I also love the way that even though they had, what, three different drivers come in for the season yes. and that second car that did not intimidate him, not one bit, he did not yeah. waver. He still kept his head down and he kept going. So I, this year in AlphaTauri was a year of Yuki. It was not the year of any other I driver. I fully agree. Eighth place in the championship standing and 25 points. So big shout out to yeah. Yuki. He definitely definitely progressed not only in his driving ability but his character and his mannerism and mentality as far as honing in as a driver let me not make you all think a mistake about what i'm saying and i said that exactly how i wanted to say it because this is what i want to say i am cool with yuki's fire in his character i am cool with yuki when he spazzes a bit because that's still passion and what i do get tired of if it's not a traditional white driver you all want to coin somebody as being aggressive and abrasive but if it's a white driver he's passionate and he's just real about trying to hone in yo yuki right. got every right to do the same thing that y'all let max verstappen do on radio and the shenanigans that he does in his team, Yuki fired up too. Yuki's a Formula One driver. Yuki wants to win. Has he had the best opportunity? No. But has he been the best driver? Also no. But still, yeah. in his own right, Yuki turned around. And big shout out, as you said, credit to Gasly for being – because Gasly is a good dude. I don't take that from him at all. I, don't, I haven't really said anything bad about Gasly that wasn't outside his performance just being eh. – but Yuki – I'm with it. Yuki, you're the Yuki, and we're going to see what happens this coming up season. They bring in Danny Rick back. Yuki's coming back, and we'll see what happens with that. I really, I'm really curious to see because I don't think that in any way that Yuki is going to back down oh. from a challenge from Daniel Ricciardo, oh. and I just want to see because Daniel Ricciardo's not going to back down either no, because he does have something to prove because at the end of the day, he wants to be in that Red Bull, yeah. the other Red Bull. So I want to see how that plays out because they Neither one of them are going to give. No. They're just not. I, I, I don't think either one of them will give, but I do expect 
both of them because of their mentality and their personalities to play hard but play fair. I don't think either yeah, one of oh, them will take yeah. underhanded tactics like we've seen in other teams uh, of their brother team. They're up their varsity team. I'll call it their varsity team. I don't think we'll see anything like that. But we will see moments where they're going to butt heads. We will see moments where it might end up with some contact and it might get heated. But I, knowing and meeting Danny Rick, seeing Danny Rick, how he's conducted himself as a person, Yuki, how he's been as a person, I don't see it getting foul. So I, I, I yeah, definitely I agree that with that. Yeah, I believe that to be true as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. So who you want next? There's only two left. You, you, who we got? I, this is how I'm going to know if you really care for me or not. I'm gonna, who, whoever you leave me with. <laughs> you... All right. Come, okay. Look, I'm ready. I'm ready. We're going we're gonna to hit this Red Bull up. Okay. We're going to hit this Raging Bull okay. up. Okay. Okay. All right. <sighs> oh, number so... one in good standings and a, a whopping 860 points. Shit. They laid the smack down. That's okay, called the police. Everyone. You know, and that is all afforded to Adrian Newey. Facts. You know, he deserves the props and everything because he did design mm. a, a raging bull. He did. Facts. Um, I do want to say that I have just, I have an affinity for Checo. Yeah, I do. I agree. Because my sister is a Checo fan. Um, and I just love to see his fans. Mm -hmm. I had someone um, tell me that Red and I know, all right, and you just, you can answer this too. Okay. But at, people show up to see Max Verstappen before they come up, they show up to see Checo. And I don't believe that that's true. Mm -mm. In rate, in like actual like races. I'm like, no. Oh. In Texas, Coda, I was there after the race. They chanted that man's name for like 20, almost 30 minutes until he came out. Like they were doing racer debrief, racing debriefs and everything. And they were like, Checo, yeah. like they were going crazy till he came out with him and his son. And then even after that, they had to put a partition up so people would leave because people weren't leaving even after he was like, bye. Right. <laughs> I'm leaving. They did not want to leave. So just huge shout out to to Checo and his fan base. I do also like the way that he supports the junior team. I don't know if people had um, heard what happened in Las Vegas because I was there. I went to the Alvatari livery launch um, and the party was amazing. Yuki was there. Daniel Ricardo was there. Max Verstappen was asked to attend the event. He did not. Mm. But Checo showed up. Checo showed up. I'm telling you, he was drinking Corona. But I don't know what he was drinking in the cup, but it looked like Corona. But he showed up and he showed love to the junior team. And I really, really can appreciate that because it just seems like no matter where he is or what he's doing, he's always willing to, to show to participate. and garner support against you know with other people. It doesn't even matter if it's about him or not. True. Um, so that, that to me, that just speaks to his personality because I know like, in the past, he has been blamed for like a whole bunch of stuff. Oh. Some of the stuff was true, some of it wasn't. But just to speak to the kind of character that this man really has, I'm glad that he's in Formula One. I'm glad that Latinos and Latinx people actually have, you know, a driver that they can cheer for. I agree. And I hope that he doesn't leave Formula One. I just get upset with Checo because I don't feel like he has his elbows out enough. That's one thing that <laughs> yeah you you're about to hit it on the head and go in on it. But I think that that's his major downfall is that he does not like 
look, you have got to stand up to Max Verstappen. <clears throat> if you. you are in the same machinery as him, and if he is sitting up here just sailing off into the sunset, you should at least be right behind him. You should not be constantly fighting with a freaking Ferrari or a McLaren mm. or you know, sometimes on occasion uh, Mercedes. But you should be fighting with him. Mm. So that's the only thing that I wish. Like, look. If this is going to be a 2024 season with Red Bull, I think that it needs to be a fight between Checo and Max Verstappen. Mm-hmm. Not being scared. Mm-hmm. Don't ever be scared. Don't be scared. You're scared. Be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Go to church. Don't be scared, though. He like, is. Don't be scared. But he is. Okay. I agree with that. I, I co-sign yeah. that, and I'll, I'll up that too. You know what I'm saying? Since we in Vegas, we got to up that. About you know, you know, I'm about to go in, goddamn. So listen, listen to me, Checo. Tanya just gave you some awesome advice, awesome advice, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna support her advice with a couple of ad libs, like Jeezy. You know what I'm saying? A couple of ad libs and put some Dolph. I'm finna put some Dolph lyrics in here. It's gonna be real. Hey, don't play with me. You know what I'm saying? You know the song, don't play with me. You got it. You know what I'm saying? Yo, got it ain't like it for a reason. This is what I'm about to give you. Checko, she told you to put your elbows out, bro. I'm going to tell you to put your elbows out, not only on the track, but in your goddamn team, bro, because you're getting disrespected. Put your elbows out. Don't tell me that you and Helmet got a good relationship when this man disrespects you and a cultural people that he don't even know. Don't tell me you and Helmet Marco got a good relationship. This motherfucker don't even know where you from, bro. He thought you was from goddamn South America. That's not the same as Mexico. <laughs> Don't tell me you got a good relationship with even your set when your with your first number one driver, Max Verstappen, when he gonna neglect and avoid and deny insubordination to team orders to assist when the team tells him to. Don't tell me this. What you need to do is this, man. Keep it real. Keep it real with us when you do your press conference. Keep it real with them when they disrespect you. When you're asked at the podium, let us know. Yo, this is what Red Bull doing, but I ain't going for it. You know, I'm here. This, I'm here to win. I'm here to be part of the team. I'm here to assist like I've always done. Because, Checo, you have an, you have an extremely good record with being a driver who is known for assisting drivers drivers and our teams and data and progression. You are known for that. I credit you for that. Checo, I root for you. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm with you. But at some point in time, we keep walking down the street together and I see a motherfucker keep slapping you and you don't do nothing. I got to go put my hands on them. And then next thing I turn around and your ass is gone. I can't keep fighting for you, bro. So the next time the dude <laughs> slap you, I'm going to be like, I'll be right here, Checo. I got you. I'm going to be right here if you need me to jump in. That's what I got to do to you, Checo, because you're not really standing up for yourself in the garage in the motorhome, in the meetings, or on the track. And that's what you need to do. You are a better driver than we saw you become in the later part of the season. In motorhomes, the meetings, the motorhomes. Everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. Everywhere. Man, Max Verstappen and Mama tried to ruin your relationship out here in these streets. With your wife. With your wife. (laughs) They made it personal, Checo. You can't let them get away with that. You got. Do you know, Checo, where I grew up from in the area I grew up in? Bro, I done seen my homeboys, my brown, my Latino homeboys do some real shit. And I know if they seen you doing that, if they watch Formula One, Checo, they're going to be like, oh, no, that ain't La Familia, bro. That ain't La Familia. <laughs> you, no bueno. Bro, that's no bueno. You should go watch American Me. Go see what happened when you ain't with the program, Checo. Don't get crazy out here in these streets, Checo. (laughs) You better start showing up. My man said you was drunk on track and you a Formula One driver. That's how they out here doing you. So, Checo, I'm with you. Uh, I think that some people give you a bad rap. 
Some people talk about you like you a bum driver. You're not a bum driver. I seen what you did with that kid at the GP when security didn't want to let him through. You let him through. You've done things like that that have been Lewis Hamilton S. When people were booing Lewis, you stood up up your people at your GP and told them, don't do that. Max Verstappen ain't going to do that. You, you, you're by far a better character. I'm not saying that you're as good as a driver as Max, but I know you damn well better than what we saw in 2023. So I'm just asking you, Checo, stand up, man, and do some 10 toes down, bro, and get it up. When you raise that Mexican flag, them people need to be proud as shit. That's what I'm saying. So, Checo, you can do it. Go do it. If it's not with Red Bull, I don't think Checo should be out of Formula One. I think it's an indictment on Formula One if Red Bull were to part ways with Checo and somebody didn't sign that man. I'll say that. Yeah. Hands down. Hands down. So, you know, because I seen you gave me some care, you know, you, you know, took Red Bull. I'm letting you just take the last two. So you go ahead. See the energy back. So go ahead. Well, Jump off with Mercedes. Jump off. Well, I was gonna. I thought that you were going to say something. See, I just that. needed to see how you was going to treat me. So then I'm like, okay, I got to treat her right. Treat her back. So, you know what I'm saying? So now I see it was all good. So go ahead. Take that Mercedes. Ladies first. What you got? Mercedes, oh, oh by, Mercedes, by the way, second in the championship standing points with a busted-ass raggedy car, with a great Lewis Hamilton driver, with a nice second driver, 409 points in that championship standing. So what say you, Tanya, as we close this out? What you got? Okay, so let me just say that I have to be Team Mercedes. I do. I have to be Team Mercedes only because I have got to meet the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Toto Wolff, mm. um, this year, and... <laughs> Did we talk about the performance of the Mercedes? No, because I didn't want to be put out the commercial. But still. <laughs> but still. Right. But still. Total Wolf knows that there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Okay. I just am not. Okay, because we never know what's going on. Every time we think that it's right. one way, it is the complete opposite way of what is going on behind the scenes. But it is clearly they are running at a deficit when it comes to designing that car. They need to figure out, he needs to figure out where that deficit is. Now, they started firing people towards the end, mm. but they, they, they didn't say fire. Yeah, you know, well, change know positions was first. We're going to change, change positions. Yeah. And then my dude got walked out the door softly like, here you go. Yeah, out the back door. And they was like, you know, we'll send your stuff by mail carrier. Don't even worry about it. Mm. Um, yeah. Just, you know, mm -hmm. completely ask them. But, oh my goodness. They need, and I swear I'm quiet because this, this, this part needs a moment of silence. Okay. They have got, they have got to, above all else, deliver that man a championship winning car. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. We could sit up here and we could talk about George Russell. We could sit up here and we could talk about the performance of the car. We could sit here and talk about all the engineers and what Total Wolf is doing, what he isn't doing, how they try to come for Susie Wolf, mm -hmm. and that, that whole situation that was a complete oh, and utter disaster. Facts. And I am, I was expect. see, look, I was expecting the Total Wolf that laid everybody out during Drive to Survive to show up. I was waiting. I was like, yo, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Because, man, they came for Susie Wolf. I was, man, they issued a statement. I wanted to see him take off the headset and break mm -hmm. it and, and like, just go off and tell people the car is fucked and everything like that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and how much people are going to be in the shit. Like, I was <laughs> Oh, my God. I was waiting. I was waiting. Oh, my I was goodness. Like, that was good. Is it? Is it? 
And then he was like, Mercedes issues a statement. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, you know. Oh man. But he but Total Wolf, that's just who he is. He's an upstanding person until, you know, like his his the cars start porpoising. Because once the cars start porpoising again, that's when you're gonna start cussing. Yeah. But in the meantime, they do. I think that's what the shift needs to be. Unfortunately, during these sets of regulations, as much as I want to be very optimistic if they're going to be able to deliver Lewis Hamilton a championship winning car, I'm cautiously optimistic. And I, I guess that's just the best right way to put so. it for right now because without the, the new changes and regulations, I just don't I don't I don't see a path to be that drastic. But I mean, at the end of the day, they're chasing milliseconds. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like Mercedes was where Haas was. Like they were always like right there, but it was really difficult to watch, difficult to see and watch when McLaren started passing them. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, is this really happening? Right, another Mercedes customer team. (laughs) Another, exactly. Or even when- Aston Martin with Fernando Alonso and that dogfight with Lewis Hamilton. And then it was like, you know, Lewis Hamilton, they were trying, he was trying to go back and forth with him. And then at the end, he just couldn't get it done. I was just like, oh my gosh, this has got to be painful to watch. It's like, you know, just like have a razor blade and just start cutting yourself every time. (laughs) Every time. A thousand by death by a thousand cuts. It is. But at the end of the day, Lewis Hamilton he did not win all his world championships. Boom, boom, boom. Like, you know, Thank like you. all all eight of them. Yeah, I said eight. I said eight. Thank you. All right. Don't don't be trying don't bleep that out. Eight championships. Um, you know, one after another. There were times where, you know, he, right. he went like a year or two with her, you know, without winning a championship. But it's just so hard now because we know that for one, he's getting older. Two, the the regulations are changing. Mm-hmm. The dynamics of the cars are always changing. The other drivers and the cars are improving, especially when you look at um, McLaren right. and, and Williams and like all the other. And that's the thing; they all got Mercedes engines. WTF? What WTF? The, Mercedes? Yeah, I'm trying to like, tell you what you see. All of your other car, all these other cars that have Mercedes engines improving, and here y'all are fighting, still fighting in between Ferrari. And Aston Martin, because I can't even say Ferrari and Red Bull. <laughs> it's like, but did it seem like that? It was like Ferrari and Aston Martin. And then like, you yep. know, Mercedes was sandwiched in the middle there. Yep. And McLaren, you know, they were like constantly in that flux of those three teams. True. And then like, nah, you get a chance where George Russell would be able to fight with the Red Bull, but it would have to be some sort of drastic. Right. Some, by by a chain of events. Too. Right. Exactly, to be able to lead up to that. So I'm just, I will always be Team Mercedes. I will always, you know, drive a Mercedes. But it's it's hard. It really is hard, you know, because Total Wolf, I, th- I think, yeah, bro, you got to make those decisions and, like, just start putting people on the chopping block. Yeah, and start recruiting better. Start paying for yes, real. Yes, I believe, I believe that to be true, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got the Accelerate 25, and they have, um, what is it? Mission 44, yep. Accelerate 25, and they have um, Ignite. Those programs uh, th- about bringing more people of color in. Not saying that that's going to solve the problem. Right, right, right. But, but 
they should have enough information to know exactly why their car is running the way that it I is agree. and how it should be. I agree. Right? I agree. I agree. So, you okay. know, Mercedes uh, uh, rumored, reported, new chassis, new front suspension, new rear suspension, uh, new aero package, and new side pods inbound for 2024. So with all of that being said, I'm not excited. I'm not excited because I'm going to keep it real. I am a person that uh, you fool me once, shame on you. You fool me twice, shame on me. You fool me three times. I'm a motherfucking fool. 2022 came out. 2023 just passed. It's 2024. Hey, you, the the window is closed. Before Mercedes could show up to my loan shark house and say, you know what, JP, we'll pack. I need about a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Just give me a million dollars. I'm gonna make it back. I bring it back. And you know what I say? All right, Toto. All right, Lewis. All right, you know, Russ, you just new to the click, but hey, you with Mercedes, so I got you too, bro. And I sign that <laughs> slip off and they go to the window. You know, my person at the window, my gunman be there and they hand them the million dollars. They walk out the door, they come back like, yo, y'all came back early. You got that work. Cool. Now they come to the house and you know what it's like? Quiet. <laughs> what the hell do you want? Just, I said, I was like, okay, we need a moment of silence. It's quiet. What do you want? What are you here for? I know you can't be here for a million dollars, right? You can't. You ain't doing good with the work in these streets. So, yes, you're going to have to prove to me in testing that there is a reason to be positive about this 2024 season. You have to prove to me that you are committed to give Lewis Hamilton a car that is competition competitive with Red Bull, because that's who the, at the front. You have to prove to me that you're making the right organizational choices, you're putting the right people in place, and you're listening to a champion driver who knows what a champion car is supposed to drive like, and you're implementing what he's telling you into the development going forward. Don't people piss me off telling me that Lewis Hamilton doesn't give good feedback. Lewis Hamilton doesn't do work. You know what that is? That is still the racial typical bullshit that people want to say black people not smart. Oh, black people can't be good quarterbacks. Oh, you can't do that. You can't fly. You can't even do nothing. The only thing you can cook. That's still that mentality. People, Lewis Hamilton didn't get to where he is because he don't know how to understand understand a car because he doesn't understand how to give feedback because he doesn't understand how to coach listen to me y'all need to shut the hell up lewis hamilton is the goat he's still active and by the way his peers not analysts not reporters not journalists not us content creators his peers that drive and compete with him on a week in and week out basis voted him the number two best driver of 2023 so screw what you say. Screw what I say. The people that are elite and driving, competing Formula One said that Lewis Hamilton is the second best driver. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's only because he's in a piece of shit ass car. That's why what you saw last season and the season before you saw the inverse. You saw a driver do more with less. And he can do that because he's so great. But greatness and talent and ability will only take you as far. He is limited by the car. Mercedes, it's your job to unlock the GOAT. And let him go get that eighth officially on the records because y'all screwed him. Y'all got y'all bag. You got your eighth constructors championship. You up there. He didn't get his. So it's time for y'all to do what needs to be done. And I'm gonna say this, George Russell, bro. Hey, I'm with it. You, you, the future of the team. They, they had to make a choice. Valtteri. I, I wish he probably would have said, let me take less, stay around a little bit more to assist because I think Valtteri to me would have been a better mind and a better person to give feedback to help development than Russell is. Russell mm -hmm. is okay with driving a piece of shit because that's what he drove before. So Russell don't know the difference when he get into a car or something great and something that's like, he's comfortable with that and he does good with it. I'm going to give it to you. But Russell, you're in a situation that even Charles Leclerc said himself. 
if Lewis Hamilton was my teammate, I would learn as much as I could from him being the driver that he is. By the way, Charles also said he was an eight-time world champion, as well as Christian Horner said that, as well as a lot of other people said that. I'm just throwing that out there. But Russell, you need to not chill. I'm not telling you to take a backseat. I'm not telling you to be less of a driver. I'm not telling you to be self-serving. I'm telling you to take the opportunity to play the game so that you can become that diamond that Mercedes needs you to become when Lewis walks out the door because that's coming. Nobody is the greatest forever, forever. It's not going to happen. Lewis is going to go. LeBron's going to go. Tom Brady went. Arthur Ashworth, Serena Williams, and so on. Everybody has their moment where they go, but it ain't right now, y'all. Why y'all telling Lewis Hamilton to retire? You know why you're telling it? Because you're scared that he's going to get that car. Max Verstappen ain't going to be winning like that. You know he's the only no. person that's really going to compete with Max like that. That's why y'all want that man to retire. And y'all don't talk about Alonzo, who got the longest standard Formula One career every damn weekend. They want to brag about it. You ain't, talk, you ain't campaigning for him to leave because y'all not worried about him. Y'all worried about Lewis. Lewis great. Lewis still able. Lewis fit. Lewis can drive. Lewis get that shit. And that, that, it's up. It's up. And if you don't know what up is, look it up in the Urban Dictionary. It's up. That's all I it's got to say about all that. The all the way up. Shit to the max. I done broke the goddamn knob off. Pow. That's what we doing around here. So oh my uh, tell these beautiful people where they can uh, come in and get some Tanya Apex. You know what I'm saying? Tell these people this. So, everyone, I am on a few platforms. I am on Instagram as Shy Beautiful. Also, Apex Takeover Podcast. I'm on Snapchat as Shy Beautiful, but instead of the L at the end, it is one in represent, representation of F1. And where else? Oh, ApexTakeover.com. You guys can uh, take a look at all of everything that I'm doing at Apex Takeover. Take a look at the new podcasts that are coming out. Email me if you guys want to do collabs or if you have some really cool ideas. But I do also, I can't, I don't want to leave without saying huge shout out to the wonderful people at the Las Vegas GP for my wonderful hat and my wonderful experience that I had there. If you guys want to go to a race that I felt like was overly engaging, food was amazing, and racing was spectacular because I feel like whether you were watching it at home or if you were in the stands, that was a really great race. I really think that you should be thinking about investing in going to Las Vegas for 2024. I'm with it. And with, that be, with that being said, you know how I am. Your boy Jay hosts Warpack Performance, home of F1 Minute, the content content creation show that involves you in the content process and right now Wolfpack Epic Grudge Racing Series where we are giving away over a thousand dollars worth of sim racing equipment to people that are competing and have competed and complimented to the community so this is the first episode of 2024 Performance Talk Podcast with my queen Tanya from Apex Takeover Podcast I'm your boy Jay from Wolfpack Performance and we are out see y'all soon later in the season peace yeah, bye. Thanks for watching another episode of Wolfpack Performance. Don't forget to check out some of my other content on Formula One and motorsports topics. Like, share, subscribe, and we go live on the weekends. See you soon.